0: with another episode of the 132 breeze podcast as always your co-host marlo recording this on the other side of the new year you might be listening to it in 2019 so i'll say it now casey happy new year
1: yeah happy new year uh eve to you marlo and happy new year to our listeners hope you had a, a safe and uh entertaining new year's eve <laughs> yes keep it safe
0: keep it classy um any big plans for you
1: this new year's Eve, year, casey no, uh, with a toddler in the home, we're going to be uh, keeping it pretty low key. Um, we're actually transporting one of our uh, Christmas traditions into New Year's. Uh, my family growing up, we would fondue on uh, Christmas Eve, and because of you know combining families, that sort of thing, we no longer do that. We are doing that on New Year's Eve, so it's my favorite meal of the year. I ate a ton of a ton of meat, ton of shrimp, um, and other things as long with that, but pretty excited to uh, partake in that this evening that's my big thing how about you nice fun doing up
0: Uh bunch of the same probably hanging out with a little bit of family uh, having a little few cocktails play little games you know watch the new year come in and, and then go to bed because we're really exciting people man we sound awesome
1: yeah yeah we are <laughs> Definitely, uh, definitely we are. Uh, but you know, I, I, never mind. I was going to say the years of crazy New Years might be behind us, but I, maybe it's just temporary. Marlo. Maybe it's just a temporary. With young kids, it's just hard to uh, be out late anymore. Or you know, then you got to find places for the kids to sleep. I suppose you could get babysitters, but most people want to be doing stuff on their own. Anyway, we are awesome, <laughs> awesome people. Excited to celebrate a uh, New Year's Eve here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so usually we would be talking about you know normal years, a uh, New Year's Day game. Yeah, that is not the case for the Badgers this year. We had we've already played our game this week at the prestigious New Era Pinstripe Bowl.
1: That's right. Um, yeah, but when I was doing the preparation for this and I put our initial rundown, Marla, I completely forgot that this had happened, and I I, I skipped it uh, and and had to go back and and look in and, and add it later. So that's how much impact this game had on me although to be fair it was four or five days ago now whatever it was yeah. um but before we get to the game marlo uh i want to credit uh the badgers or, or maybe more precisely Alc ingold for saving the u.s economy i don't oh. know if you saw this um really? but the uh badgers uh, led by alec ingold rang the bell to open the stock market on december 26th uh oh. part of their you know touring of, of new york uh or what have you um and gold tweeted out, "I don't want to take full responsibility for the financial well-being of the United States today, but I'm not not taking full responsibility." <laughs> After he rang the bell, the Dow went on to have its largest gaining day ever, gaining more than 1,000 points. Um, so, thank you, Al Kingold, for uh, uh, avoiding a, a uh, economic catastrophe. So the Badgers saved the economy, and then they won yeah. the Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> saved
0: economy. Won. Basically, yeah, basically saving the world. But. Um, Getting back to the point of being not that memorable, I, I believe I ran to a lot of people who were like, "Oh, oh, it's oh, the game is like right now." <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, so we we're able to tune in at was it 3.15, 4.15 Central Time? Yeah. Uh, for the for the for the Pinstripe Bowl.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a weird time, uh obviously middle of the afternoon, but it was also a weird day being you know it was the twenty seventh, so it was that was Thursday. So it was some people were working, some people weren't. It wasn't your normal kind of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving my goodness. Uh, your normal New Year's Eve um bowl kind of weekend or on, on New Year's Day that I think we've grown accustomed to as Badgers fans.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So the uh, the game again started with, you know, Taking off for Miami for the second time in a row. Yep. Um, No horny Brook. We (laughs) no horny Brook. Uh, We get the opening kickoff first. uh, First drive touchdown starts off very well. Yep. You know, super exciting. Next play, the first offensive play of Miami is an interception. Mm -hmm. This is going very well. We're fourteen fourteen nothing uh, in the first like three minutes. I'm like, all right, we got it. Uh, But. Uh, it seemed like Miami didn't I, they it was like it seemed like they were kind of close or they were trying uh we had some you know early mistakes a bad turnover yeah uh by Cohen which i feel is becoming an epidemic the trying to throw out of bounds but not throwing out of bounds interception yeah seems to be a thing like even Tom Brady's doing it just <laughs> i don't even i don't even know so but yeah yeah that and it was kind of close going into halftime and going these kicks not going in we can talk about that in a minute but they came out in the second half mm-hmm. uh, really put it on them had five turnovers total made them change their quarterback uh, defense coming through through and through uh, throughout the whole game Cohen with the ecstatic 75 yards passing um, yeah on the day but as always our boy Jonathan Taylor picking up the slack
1: yeah, Jonathan Taylor had a great day coming into this game. All the rave was about Miami's defense. I think they had the second best uh, defense in uh, college football. They were giving holding runners to 3.3 yards per carry. So to be honest, coming into this game, I was a tad bit nervous if we would, with Jack Cohn starting, if mm-hmm. we would be able to move the ball. And my fears were quickly <laughs> relieved uh, as. Um, Jonathan Taylor ran all over the field, knocking, ratcheting up 205 yards, I think it was, on 27 carries. Uh, and he became the first running back to pass 4,000 yards in his first two seasons. He's about at 4,200. The other top two, so now second and third on the list, is Ron Dane and Herschel Walker. So not pretty good. Bad. Not bad. Not bad company for uh, Taylor there. And he was definitely a driving force of the game. Obviously, we mentioned Cone only needed uh, 73 yards, 75 yards, um i think he only threw uh 11 times 11 times something yeah. like that so that's and 35 you, of
0: those yards came on that touchdown that first yeah. touchdown the first quarter
1: yeah so when you think about you know Wisconsin football this is kind of the the dream game you want to have right you're yeah. uh, running back and offensive line just controlling the game uh and uh, the running back uh you know getting enough yards that we don't even need to pass the ball so it was it was great there but the thing that surprised me and maybe I guess I wrote this down while I was watching this game, that this felt a little bit more like when the Packers beat the Falcons. I think yeah. I don't know if you remember me saying this, Marlo, yeah. but the Packers just ran into a team that cared even less about winning that game. <laughs> and I felt a little bit that way today. Um, mm. I think Wisconsin in this game was more impressive than Green Bay was in the, that Falcons game. But I think the feeling of the opponent was the same. Miami mm. had no business, or they seemed like they had no business wanting to be there. Um <laughs> They turned the ball over five times uh, Four interceptions on some really, really bad throws Um, And I don't I'd like to credit it to Wisconsin that this happened But Miami just seemed uninterested in playing this game
0: I was surprised about uh, uh, Yeah, at Miami's performance though I I, I mean, on the defensive end As much as they couldn't stop Taylor they, They were getting a lot of tackles for losses uh, they were getting obviously pressure on the quarterback because one well, we can't really go anywhere. But yeah, I was definitely I was definitely surprised. But then you think about it, it's like Miami in New York. Is that is, do they get really hyped for that playing in 30 degree mm-hmm. weather? Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that that side of things. So you know, again, I think it was a disappointment bowl. I really think it did live up to that that disappointment bowl hype yeah. of two teams. It wasn't really that good of football uh, on both sides. You know, mm. through most of that game, mm. um, you're kind of bad play all around. Like you said, the only shiny star is Jonathan Taylor kind of running yeah. through things. And, you know, and, and yeah, that is what it was. And I guess that's what is the when you have two teams that played each other last season in a New Year's Six Bowl, had aspirations for this season and they play each other in the, the pinstripe bowl. You'll, you'll probably get some of that, uh, especially when you you know have a team like Miami that gets down. They only have three points, uh, you know, going into the fourth quarter. You, you probably mm-hmm. probably pack it in at that point, being you know, dealing with 18 to uh, 23 year olds, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, then they put in their normal starting quarterback who was <laughs> missing for reasons I don't really want to talk about, uh, but I thought that was weird and yeah. to kind of add to Miami's reasons for not being there. They're defensive coordinator appeared to be on his way to temple but now they're nice head head coach retired and apparently he's now the head coach so you had some weird kind of at the top stuff going on that might have you know bled down into the team yeah. a, a little bit um i guess to kind of cap off this game um uh, i guess before we do that uh wisconsin has now become the fifth Uh, has now won its fifth consecutive bowl game, which is the only member of the Big Ten to do that, Uh, in order they won the Outback Holiday Cotton, Orange, and Pinstripe Bowl. Boom. um, Yeah, so congratulations to Wisconsin on doing that. That's pretty cool. 3-0
0: against Miami in bowl games. That's right. Chris, 2-0. Give me those chains. What was yeah. that? What was the quote? Uh does, does Miami, yeah, does Miami give turnover chains to the quarterback every time he throws interceptions? I believe Yeah, that so. was great. That was great.
1: Yeah. Um I guess to kind of combine a some concurrent contrast with this game and a kind of a season outlook. Mm-hmm. Um as I watched this game and you know Wisconsin played really well, obviously won the game. I was kind of like, why was this different than Uh, The rest of the season, you know, a a lot of the disappointment that we saw throughout the year. And the thing that I kept going back to was the defense and the takeaways. Um, Looking back at this year, uh, going into the bowl game, Wisconsin had 18 sacks and 10 interceptions. Um, In 2017, they had 39 sacks and 17. And in 2016, 32 sacks and 21 interceptions. So the pressure and the takeaways from the defense just weren't there. I think a lot of that had to do with uh, a lack of depth on the or excuse me, on the defensive line i think the linebackers were there and then the youth of the secondary i think that's when i look back you know that's kind of the main thing i think that this team missed over the wisconsin teams of the past as well as that horny brooks kind of in and out of playing well or playing at all was yeah. also a huge part of that um so i think those two things are kind of why this season didn't go um, the way we thought it and why um Why the bowl game looked so much differently than kind of the rest of the year and what we saw from this team?
0: Yeah, and we got—I mean—we got some players back on defense, uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit healthy for for the bowl game, and we we were kind of decimated. That was that was kind of underplayed uh, a lot that how many injuries we had, especially in the defensive defensive side of the ball. um, That's true. Kind of show that defense out. So we got a couple of those players back. um, Yeah, and that showed a little bit too. Uh, But oh, I wanted to ask you about Chris and kind of running up the score there on Miami at the end which is very uncharacteristic of a of a Chris coach team do you think he just hates the Miami program yeah because I maybe. feel like I, at the end of that game we were up yeah and it was like it was a few it was it was yeah it was like a few seconds left they run it in with t- with Taiwan deal um, yeah. and I feel like any other team he just takes a knee
1: yeah it might be I mean he coached at Pitt right so he played uh, yeah. uh, Miami a few times so maybe he has some sour feelings there and I think there's also a little bit of like the who, Crist is and the the uh, attitude or culture he has towards football seems to be in direct contrast to who, what Miami represents as far as football. Yep. So I think there's an added bit of sticking it to him that he likes to do uh, <laughs> when they are up. Uh, that's just kind of yeah, yes, uh, yes I am uh, conjecture on my with, part
0: with my with my crew neck sweater. That the pinstripe air bolt gave to me, and I will run up yeah. the score with you and your fancy chain. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right. I don't. I think there's a little bit of, to that, but yeah, that's I didn't. Point. I didn't think it was absurd. I mean, you're just we're running the ball with our backup running back, right? No, like, I, yeah, it's not. I I suppose you can Neil, but well, I, mean, I never it's think
0: f- it's absurd. I, I but we've been in games like that this season where we yeah. just take right. Neil. Uh, you know, we'll be within the twenty, and they just take, take right. the ball down. But they were yeah. going for a score. Yeah, yeah. So I think
1: there's something to that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So goal game's over. Yeah. Going into the off season before we we start to get into our probably get some winter workouts or spring practice updates. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: more recruiting hype.
0: More rec. More recruiting hype. Yeah. We'll, but um. Yeah. Do you want to take a look back at? You know, well, you kind of look back in the season. You you know, take like what the look ahead is. Yeah, I think expect- expectations.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as we look ahead, you know, we lose a couple of key pieces uh, around the team. Uh, I'm thinking most notably on defense with uh, TJ Edwards and um, oh, the defensive tackle who I'm uh, who got injured. I'm blanking on his name. Um, a couple key cogs on the defense, but you know, kind of the younger people being on the defense being another year older um, and You know, Jonathan Taylor coming back for another year, and uh, the recruiting class that seems like it's pretty good for Wisconsin coming in. You know, I have returned to maintain my high expectations of this program. I don't see why uh, Wisconsin can't win the Big Ten West uh, next year um, and and return back to a a Big Ten championship in a New Year's uh, New Year's Day bowl.
0: Yeah, in in agreement with all that, I am going to. Uh, I feel bad for Hornybrook and his social media going into the off season. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of calling for Mr. Mertz or yeah. Cohen. We'll see. Just not Hornybrook. Yeah. I, I just, um, I, you know, I feel that coming. I hear all the stories mm-hmm. that are that will be coming in the off season for that. Um, but I hope that, you know, speaking of that, I hope that works itself out for the better, whatever which way it goes. Um, yeah. Obviously, we don't know what this recruit has. We know what we have. You know, a little bit of Cohen. You know what you have in Hornybrook. Um, you hope for you hope for take a step forward instead of regression. Uh, so again, just hope it works out for the better, whichever way that works out. But I pray for uh, for Horny Brooks. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of speculation on that quarterback position. Then prob- with uh, the high recruit coming in and the health issues and performance issues of that Horny Brook had, and Cohn not really seizing the job when he had his chance. Didn't play terrible in the bowl game, but didn't play great yep. in the regular season games he played. It, it's definitely going to be the most speculated upon position, I guess, as a quarterback position normally is. But yeah. um, yes, we have all off season. Look forward to those stories, I guess.
0: <laughs> Good old fashioned quarterback quarrel. All right, uh, wrap a bowl on wrap a bow on the Badgers' twenty eighteen season. Yep, as that should we, that should do it. Yep as uh, as that is wrapping up. We are getting into the the meets, the crux, the middles of the, the basketball season. As that's right. The players are having, you know, kind of one game here and there as they go through winter break and whatnot. In a game that happened against Western Kentucky, which yours truly <laughs> wasn't able to see because ah. of CBS Sports Network, yep. wherever the hell that is. Right. And at the time, I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just look at the box scores later and see how well, you know, we put a whooping on Western Kentucky. Yeah. Oops. That didn't work out. That's
1: not how it went at all. Uh, Badgers lose, dropping one to Western Kentucky, 83-276. Like uh, Marlo, I don't have a package that has CBS Sports Network. (laughs) I'm not sure what you need to have that, uh, to be honest. Um, So I I, I followed along on the radio uh, for this one. Like, uh, Like a... The old man that I apparently am on this podcast.
0: all sitting around the radio.
1: That's right. That's right. Staring at the radio as we listen. Um, But it was, uh, I guess, a relatively disappointing game. Hap and Trice struggled. Hap was outplayed by uh, the freshman center on Western Kentucky, Grassley, uh, which was a little bit disappointing. He ended up 9 of 23 for 20 points um, and just seemed to miss those around-the-rim shots that he normally makes uh, that we kind of oftentimes scratch your head and go, how the heck are these going in? Those were not going in in this game. And I guess to compound that, uh, Demetri Trice continued to, I guess he's in a bit of a slump now, right, continued to struggle a little bit from three going one for six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a a regression back to the mean or if he's you know really in a funk but hopefully he can snap out of that to uh, add to that there was really no help from anybody on the bench uh, davison was the leading scorer and played really well uh, but we didn't get it with hap and uh, try struggling um, and nobody else really stepping up we didn't get in seem to have enough scoring to keep with western kentucky who you know really did well to get good shots and uh, make a high percentage of them i kept waiting for there to be a run uh like wisconsin had against the last couple teams that they played who they quote-unquote outclass uh where they would just put the clamps on a defense and go in a little bit of a run and open up separation and that didn't happen in this game in fact in the second half uh western kentucky went on a 9-0 run to to stretch out the lead in the game with uh, wisconsin trying to battle back after that um but I'm hoping that this is like ends up being as we kinda talked about it being on CBS Sports Network, like the time that Wisconsin lost to Green Bay or Oshkosh. I can't even remember yeah. which one it was. I think it was Oshkosh. Yeah. Uh and or, or it was Green it, Bay. That one was televised it wasn't Bay. even. Yeah, it televised wasn't televised. Uh this one was on CBS Sports Network, so it feels like it wasn't really televised. So <laughs> I'm hoping nobody saw it, so nobody realizes <laughs> that it actually happened. Yeah. Um But do you think that this affects, does this affect how you look at the team or the year, or does this change what you expect for the rest of the year as we go into the Big Ten season uh, this week?
0: No. Again, I think this is much like the uh, Marquette game. I mean, obviously they played better in a hostile environment. I obviously don't know how hostile Western Kentucky was, if it was at all. Um, But I believe Marquette's a better team. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I kind of—I'm giving it the one-off, you know, in the middle of a break, right around Christmas. Probably still fat. Um, yeah. And no, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I also thought it was kind of weird they were playing an away game at Western Kentucky at this point yeah. in the season. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I kind of step it to that until I see the next game and they can correct it. Now, if they don't yeah. correct it then then it's something right right um so just can't let it snowball in itself so as it as it stands right now i just think i'm calling it a one-off um Ew. until we see what happens next game as we go into big 10 play
1: yeah uh speaking of that big 10 play starts on uh thursday against minnesota so it's home for minnesota uh and i know a lot of people uh kind of on the socials and whatnot are, are kind of freaking out a little bit over this result um but i think it's and as usual, I'm back in the brand, <laughs> back, in, <laughs> back in the team, uh, in my thinking. Uh, like you, I'm hoping and thinking that this is just a hiccup. Um, it was an away game, uh, and this Wisconsin team has been playing much better at home. We have a couple good road wins, uh, as I look. Uh, you know, you look back at the year. Um, right there, uh Xavier. At, yeah, at Xavier and at NC State were some, yep. some nice road wins. Um, so it's not that they can't win on the road, but they're a better team at home. And if we go back to kind of the pre-final four years and think about what Wisconsin basketball was, it was that home court advantage, winning those games at home. And, you know, as we face a Minnesota team here this week, uh, I hope that we return to that and that can kind of get back to being, uh, you know, what Wisconsin basketball is, winning in the Kohl Center. And then, you know, playing five hundred ball on the road and that gets you an N C A tournament bid, right? So yeah um that's yeah, what I'm I'm expecting.
0: Yeah exactly. And riding the ship during Big Ten play is gonna be critical. Uh Big Ten is hot right now. It's up right now. So you know if you yeah. get in that Big Ten record that will kind of cement uh where we fall into the in the tournament and you know and so forth. So yeah, I hope Trice gets his shot back, you know, mm-hmm. at the right time. That's just a lull before before the heat the heat turns up again um and I, i'm okay with hap. hap i think hap's gonna find himself and be fine we just need you know the surrounding players just you know play their role
1: yeah yeah that's for sure all right uh anything else on badgers
0: basketball or football or otherwise uh no that's it we got minnesota thursday we're playing at home you yep home versus oh. minnesota oh, okay. on, on thursday hoping we we're playing inside the uh, viking stadium but maybe next time <laughs> Me
1: empty that's terrible
0: (laughs) all right uh you want to you want to talk about bowl mania all the other bowl games
1: going on (sighs) yeah well first i guess a couple stories have come out of the nca uh the past couple weeks and um i guess i got kind of thinking about this uh as we watch every bowl game and uh without doubt it seems like in some bowl game uh so a player or two is sitting out you know they're expecting to be drafted so they're sitting out they want to risk injury blah 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 maybe that won't happen you know in the college football playoffs or in some of these new year day bowls but in the other ones this was happening apparently pretty frequently and the announcers were kind of going on about how you know this was either good or bad or I guess they are mostly saying it was bad and then somebody would try to defend yep um that so it kind of got me thinking about the ncaa amateur model and then some stories came out this week that i thought were pretty ridiculous marlon i just want to get your take on what you think is makes the NCA look the most ridiculous so first is athletes sitting out of bowl games <laughs> yeah. next is the pac-12 is i don't know if you heard about this is raising private equity money they're trying to raise 500 million dollars for something i don't know but yeah. to, you can own a stake in the pac-12 i guess if you're a private equity firm um mm-hmm. so they can i don't know do whatever with that uh manny diaz being the head coach of the Temple Owls for like a week and a half, and then returning <laughs> to the U uh, for more money and a more prestigious job, um, while players Boy can't kids, transfer. Man. Like and, they, was, signing day was it just happened? Like he signed yeah. so many. That just
0: sucks. Anyways. yeah.
1: And then uh, Nick Saban winning or making the college football playoffs. He now will make over nine million dollars coaching uh, college football players who are playing for free. So, Marla, which of those is? Uh, the most ridiculous or makes the NCAA look the most ridiculous
0: team. I think so you know Nick Saban with nine nine million dollars it kind of sticks out there but I think the fact that the Pac-12 is using trying to get private equity money yeah that's 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 probably the most ridiculous thing is like okay that is no longer amateurism if you are raising money yeah for your product you know yeah. that's just I don't know
1: that, that yeah. just seems ridiculous yeah, the uh, attempt to go out and get—I I agree with you—that was the one that I—I I, I kind of circled as I came up with this question, uh, going out and getting investors and the private equity. Like, it's—I know there's a lot of that, like behind the scenes, right, with uh, yeah. donations and things. But this is right. just like overt, right? Ugh, I don't know. It just—it feels gross to me. Like we, as we can go here put and, our
0: money in a fund and own a part of
1: the Pac-12, right? It's—it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, so. The NCA looks ridiculous as always, but um, <laughs> there were some NCA games uh, this week, uh, bowl games, and I guess do you want to start talking about the the semifinals as those are the most? Yeah, yeah, we, the the college football playoff.
0: All right. So, well, both the games, both the games weren't weren't good games. No. Um, you know, starting with the Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Clemson, we had the Notre Dame hype train going <laughs> full steam all yeah. week. Full steam ahead all week and how Notre Dame had a shot. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've been saying all season, Notre Dame does not have a shot. And it came to fruition and it came to head when that, f- when sunshine freshman quarterback Clemson Ugh. just put the lid on Notre Dame. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, I think in general, like it wasn't even that entertaining of a game, right? It was just, right. it was just, it was just a housing um, on the highest level.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have much more to add. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was just really disappointing. I, I come into these, you know, as somebody who is more than not rooting against these teams, you know, more often than not. Like uh, any of these four teams, if they're playing anybody else but each other, I'm probably rooting yeah. for whoever they're playing. Right. And they're all playing each other, so I just want a close game. Yep. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know where Notre Dame goes from here, uh, as far as their ability to make the college football playoffs anymore. I don't know if we should sit here and say because they've gotten housed what is this three or four times in a row now yeah. when they're on this national stage like Every this time. that yeah. therefore the next year they're undefeated that they shouldn't get in. <laughs> rich um yeah. I don't know. Uh I think at some point you have to look at their not them but not being in a conference and I know they have the deal with the ACC um you know to play a couple ACC teams but unless they're playing Clemson. But they get to pick them. (laughs) Do they get to pick them or does it rotate?
0: Oh I I don't know you know I I just I just figured they get to pick them. They're they're independent so I don't I feel like. Yeah it's only
1: like four I think it's only four games. I mean they have you know games against USC, Stanford. Yeah. Uh, They played Florida State this year but all of those teams were down this year and you look at Notre Dame it's like yes they're undefeated. I don't know how you keep them out and I guess maybe we can talk about keeping uh, teams out as Ohio State and Georgia fans were all over. The social media is complaining <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know how you keep Notre Dame out and include those two teams and we'll talk a little bit about Oklahoma's take uh, in a little bit yeah. but uh, so I don't know what you do going forward I because I, I, at some point you have to start going but last time and treating them like UCF a little bit I mean that yeah even though they go undefeated it's not good enough because right. xyz but yeah, they're Notre it, Dame so maybe that never happens Yeah,
0: you know, it probably. I mean, they're just too powerful, too too much money, and too prestigious. Um, But yeah, it just it just looks ridiculous, and I don't understand why this out this outcome happens, and everyone's like, why don't they have to? Why shouldn't they have? Why shouldn't they be punished for not being in a conference? And this is like a clear, you know, vision why. Like you have to play one more good team. You have to show at least one more time that okay, I'd be much more satisfied if they had you know played another division winner or conference winner or whatever they need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, besides, you know, going through their one quality win as Michigan, and we all will talk about what that means. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they get to, you know, be represented in the college football playoff and just get stomped. I mean, Clint, don't, don't get me wrong, Clemson's a good team, and they probably would have stomped anybody. Let's, right. Let's, you know, let, let's put that out there. But it's just the fact that it's Notre Dame just kind of makes it, you know,
1: makes it a little worse.
0: Right. So, all right. There's my take.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I guess I'm just, it's just frustrating, and I don't have an answer um, for that. Yeah. Uh, you, so see moved- you see how
0: disrespectful, you see how disrespectful, yeah, disrespectful Clemson was? They were, uh, they gave the Gatorade shower to Dabo as he was shaking hands with Chip Kelly. Oh, well, well, we'll talk about. It's a great, d- it's a great freeze photo, <laughs> if you could find it.
1: Disrespectful uh, yeah. celebrations when we talk about Michigan again. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, Oklahoma and Alabama was the other matchup. Uh, again, not much of a game. Oklahoma, uh, or excuse me, Alabama came out and went up 20-0, to zero, I think it was. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma made it close. What was the final score? They ended up losing by like 11 or something like that. So I think yeah. they covered um, <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> uh, for those in the desert. So I guess let's talk about here is this proves that another team should have been uh in you know obviously georgia had a closer game uh yeah georgia a closer game against alabama than oklahoma did Mm -hmm. um and ohio state i guess is the other team on the outside looking and saying hey we had one loss to a purdue team and we'll talk about how good they looked in their bowl game um and then we won the big 10 championship uh why aren't we in so do you think do you think those hold any weight do you think Oklahoma deserved to be there does this result change that
0: so I again I think this came down to like this came down to a bad matchup right Hmm. Oklahoma Alabama Oklahoma just high-flying offense no defense Alabama you know big defense pretty good offense right Mm -hmm. and Oklahoma they couldn't stop they can't they couldn't stop anyone. So getting down 21 nothing, it was, you know, the fact that they were not going to be able to come back because they can't play defense. They couldn't stop anybody. Right. Um, you know, I, honestly, it would I would have liked to see an Oklahoma-Notre Dame matchup. That probably would have been more, you know, entertaining. But right. that's not the way the chips fell. So uh, a case for it? No, I think Oklahoma made their case, you know, throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been you, you're kind of splitting hairs, but I think they made their their case throughout the season. They just ran into an Alabama team, and it was just a terrible matchup. When you, when you need to outscore somebody, um, and you're going against a defense like that, it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, I think, I guess I go back and I've kind of I thought about this a lot. Uh, one, I agree with you that I think that the case was made that they um, deserve to be in. On the merits of the regular season that you shouldn't look at this game as a, as a result uh, individually and say, I mean, Georgia had two losses, right? And they already lost to Alabama. If they wanted to be in the playoffs, they should have beat Alabama. That was their yeah. chance to beat Alabama, and they didn't do it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Ohio State, I think that if you look at it, their loss to Purdue was much worse than Oklahoma's loss, and that seems fair to leave them out. I, can, I understand the gripes, but I don't think the result of this game changed uh that oklahoma should have been in the game and i i guess the where i go back and forth is i look at this game and oklahoma got off to such a bad start yeah and i think that if you play this again and oklahoma doesn't get that early turnover maybe i don't know that the result is different but maybe it's a more competitive game
0: yeah
1: on the other hand i kind of think could alabama have just scored at any time Like, Did they just kind of let their foot off the gas in the middle of the game, or did Oklahoma actually make a comeback? Uh, So I haven't... I guess that's that's two sides of the coin, right? But uh, Mm -hmm. I think that the right team got in. Uh, I think that Alabama's just that good. Although you could say they played Georgia closer, but Georgia should have beat them then. They wanted to be in in it. Uh, So this sets up, Marlo. uh, Alabama Clemson for the fourth time in four years.
0: Fourth Uh, time. Third time in the title game.
1: Yep, and then they uh, played in the semifinal last year. Right. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, is this are are you tired of this? Are college football fans tired of this? Or do we like seeing our you know Celtics Lakers type? I guess recently Warriors cavs kind of rematches. Is this good or bad? I well, and then
0: this particular matchup is. For me, it's good because Clemson has been the you know minus you know actually Georgia game of a game. So, I mean, Clemson has been able to give Alabama a game, right? Obviously, winning one, getting close in another one, yeah, uh, in, in a national title game. So, um, so I'm I, I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I, didn't, I mean, Georgia obviously Georgia game a game last year, but it was just two SEC teams going at it. So, right. I thought that was that was worse than having Clemson Alabama again, um, you know you know in the title game, uh, also you know, being at the, being in the fourth year, we got new players. I mean, same coaches, right? the same kind of, you know, storyline. Dabo was assistant, da 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 Nick Saban going for the all-time record, going after Bear Bryant. Uh, but, you know, it's a different, different, different quarterbacks, different, you know, defense, just different all around. And, um, you know, I guess that's, that might not seem that way to the casual fan that's just coming in, like, "Hey, it's a championship game." It's um, same guy, same teams. Yeah, exactly. But you know, for me, it just seems totally different. And you know, I believe Clemson can give you know, Alabama a game, and that's that's what I'm here for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think as you if you look at it, and I was looking back, you know, at the history of this, and I'm like, "Oh my God, no, seriously, this has been this four time in four years. This is ridiculous." <laughs> sure. But if you look at this season as a whole, these were clearly the best two teams. So if you want the best two teams to be playing in the championship this is what you you have to get i mean i think it's uh you got to take a look at maybe you have to take a step back and look at college football as a whole and say is this good for for college football but we get this often in in sports i think more than we think that we do you know i referenced the um the Celtics Lakers in in the 80s and you know recently we have that again in the NBA um you usually have these kind of runs like this uh so i don't know if it's a problem with college football so to speak i think Nick Saban might have just broken it but yeah <laughs> you know yeah. uh so i'm excited for it because i think that this is the most competitive game we could get it's is the best chance that somebody a team has to beat Alabama i think yeah um so i'm not upset at that this is the matchup again, but I'm upset that this is the matchup again <laughs> at the same at the same time. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean, to your point, I think you know the reason people haven't. We went to the playoff and people were kind of happy. I think the reason we're only getting that to now because the first year of the playoff, the number four seed actually won, and yeah. we all went over probably thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is going to happen all the time." Yeah, and now it's just not. It's just one in two seeds yeah. going on to the championship.
1: Yeah, well, Alabama won last year as a fourth seed, but they're Alabama, so. Oh, were they a fourth seed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. because yeah, they, they played, they Clemson go the was the one seed. You're right, you're right. Yeah, but, but no other one, than no that, one looked at them as a fourth seed. You're right. Right, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they had just lost the championship game, I think. Oh, no, they lost to Auburn and then won the championship game. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I don't, so this is, I, I was kind of thinking, as I was thinking about this question, why, I remember when we talked about uh, the divisions and the Big Ten and kind of things like that. This is why I think if you're a college football fan, those things are important. Your rivalries are important because mm-hmm. most of the teams aren't playing for the national championship. Most of the programs can't compete at that level. So those other things are important to college football. Um, and that's what I kind of thought of this as we thought of Wisconsin, you know, at the beginning of the year, maybe they could crash the playoff. Maybe that was an opportunity. But, you know, I don't know if they'll ever get there. So I'm gonna hold on to, you know, my my Rose Bowls, you know, my Big Ten titles and, you know, winning streaks when we get those back over our rivals. You know, that's like that's important stuff to a college football fan. I don't know. Maybe that's just rationalizing why my team's not winning national titles. <laughs> but unless you're unless you're Alabama like or Clemson, who else is really kind of legitimately competing for these national titles? Georgia, I guess. Yeah. But like outside of those three schools. There's a hundred something other ones out there, you know, and if you're a fan of one of those, you have to cheer or something. Otherwise, what are you doing here? I don't know. That's what I think. All right. Off my soapbox. Other interesting things Ooh, yeah. or uninteresting things that happen in bowl games, Marlo? Uh, so the other Big
0: Ten teams that I've played that were a complete disgrace. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with Purdue, uh, who took on Auburn. I uh, believe it was the Motor City Bowl. I don't know. No, I don't, who, who I don't even know. Anyways, took on <laughs> Purdue takes on Auburn.
1: Music City Bowl was in Nashville, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Music City Bowl. Um, and promptly goes into halftime uh, down 49 points. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do from there? Uh, uh, the answer is just lose even bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, Purdue came out, you know, high-flying offense, coming out of the Big Ten, and just gets housed. Luckily, this game was on – was that on Thursday as well? It was on, like, either Wednesday or Thursday at, a, at noon – Mm-hmm. So no one really saw that, <laughs> uh, you know, if anything. But that was just, that's just bad.
1: Yeah, not much to say here. Uh, disappointing for Purdue. I think they were way outclassed in this game, but obviously, score-wise. But the matchup, uh, we talked about matchup yeah. challenges earlier. This is a very tough matchup for them. Uh, Auburn, a, a clearly superior team even before he went in this game. Uh, and Purdue, Purdue an overachieving team. Yep. Who out got, I guess their bowl status was probably above what their skill level was in Auburn, a underachieving team, so their skill status was way above what they what bowl they should have been. And so it was a clear mismatch. and boy, did it come out that way.
0: Yeah, okay, I was thinking that I was thinking, yeah, that same thing watching the game it was like poor Purdue. they were just kind of they were a mediocre team that outperformed what they were supposed to do in the big ten. Yeah. And Auburn was a team that was supposed to do something in the SEC and just underperformed. It just <laughs> yeah. And had time to prepare for Purdue. So yeah. that happened. On the other side, Michigan, uh, who was on their, you know, we're back tour, you know, yeah. losing to Ohio State. Lump, that's a you know, took a lump on that one. Coming in this bowl game, a uh, high power bowl game against Florida, looking to do something on the national stage. <laughs> Actually, actually, it was a game for a half. They went into they went into halftime only down three or two, something like that. Um, but the second half was yeah, they quite were, a different story.
1: They were down three, and they wasted like two minutes and kicked a 50-yard field goal or something like yep. terrible. It was terrible clock management by Jim Harbaugh. Uh, the score ended up being a larger difference than three, but uh, that was really poor. Um, yeah. Anyway, final score was something more than three points. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just uh, yeah, just a beat down on a you know on a big stage again for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. You know, right before everyone's tuning in for the college football playoff games, um, and that, that's kind of the lasting impression. It's just you know, I mean, Michigan had a pretty decent season this season. You know, minus the Ohio State game and the Notre Dame yeah. game, I guess. But you oh, know, competitive. I, yeah, it was competitive. But I think when you kind of look at a totality now, you look at it, and you are like, well, Michigan wasn't really that good of a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's you know that's going to be the narrative um of it all so just it's kind of you do these things when you know at bowl season now you look back and you hope you kind of hope that all your big 10 brethren do well because it it makes it bolsters us for the the coming season Mm -hmm. um and you know obviously helps out wisconsin as we go through the next season but god i just hate when they especially on the big stage like that just don't come through
1: yeah. Well, you said that the narrative of Michigan is that it was a not a good team, but that the, that wasn't the narrative all year. All year we heard about how this yeah. Michigan team was different and how, you know, Jim Harbaugh has it together and it's a national contender. And uh, another year, I, this is Jim Harbaugh's fourth year. They haven't beat Ohio State. Uh, I, I don't know their bull record off the top of my head, but I feel like they've been disappointed in bulls. And at some point, they're going to have to win some big games. Otherwise, what? I mean, the way that. The media, or at least Michigan, thinks of themselves or talks about themselves. You know, you'd think they'd be performing like Ohio State has been—you know, winning Big Tens, winning that head-to-head matchup, and winning bowl games—and they're just not. And I don't know if like Jim the Jim Harbaugh effect has people blinded to the fact that they're not really performing to what the expectations are or or what it is. But there's some disconnect between their results and kind of how they think about themselves in a way that, like isn't coming down on jim harbaugh is really weird like they're not do like they're not doing what michigan should be doing but nobody's like jim harbaugh's gotta go or (laughs) somehow he avoids it, or his persona is big enough that people talk themselves into it i don't know it's really strange because at other schools who are performing about at the level of uh, of michigan who have expectations like michigan does their coaches are getting fired and i don't I don't know why that's not. At least more questions aren't being asked about Harbaugh.
0: Yeah, I think they're just. I think they're just starting to come up. Uh, just kind of questioning where you know where the program is going, where they're going, and it's. I don't think he's on the hot seat per se, but knowing Harbaugh, he's going to get out before he gets hot.
1: And yeah, I don't you know. know. I mean, if he doesn't beat Ohio State next year with their whoever their head coach is, yeah, I think that might be that might be a tipping point. That maybe the Dunzos, Dunchain for. 0 for 5? Yeah, that's tough. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's tough. All right.
1: that's too much Michigan talk.
0: Yeah, off Michigan talk. Nobody nobody wants
1: to hear that from us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we can go on to your uh, second favorite subject, uh, Jay Cutler. Oh, good. Yeah, so... Actually,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind talking about Jay Cutler. It's just... I get a laugh about it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's, this is why I wanted to ask you. I wanted to see if, if, if Jay has messed it up for the, uh, the young Kyle Shermer. Uh, Kyle Schirmer played plays bowl game this past week against Baylor. In that bowl game, he surpassed Jay Cutler as Vanderbilt's uh, all-time career passing yard leader. All right. Um, so I remember hearing take about, that Jay Cutler. Yeah, I remember hearing when Jay came out. Uh, you know, he was the career Vander, You know, he passed for eight thousand plus yards of Vanderbilt was you know leading runner and you know don't laugh at yeah it's Vanderbilt but he did it in the SEC oh yeah remember yep. yeah, you remember hearing all this right oh yeah absolutely so and Jay Cutler went on to have you know whatever career that he had that you know we won't go into detail about mm-hmm. but he had a career he had a career uh with some all of it was aculets. in Chicago <laughs> with uh Kyle passing Jay has yeah. Jay Cutler messed it up for Kyle's draft status uh, you know, because he's associated cause with he's so, yeah, associated with passing Jay Cutler's.
1: Oh, I don't know that that he would. Uh, they showed a graphic of the top quarterbacks who entered the NFL draft. There was like eight of them. It was like real Will Greer, Duke's quarterback, uh, Haskins from Ohio State, yeah. and like I just was not inspired by any of them. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Shermer's picture was on there, and I just didn't <laughs> recognize it. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that that would that would affect it As, I mean, do you think they'd be like, oh, Jay Cutler? Who is this? I mean, this generation's Jeff George because he was, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's yeah, funny. That's funny. Know. I'm glad that it, it's sad that Jay Cutler is out of a record book, though. That makes me a little sad. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's still he's still
0: Chicago's all time passing leader, so. So as we
1: before before we move on to uh, I guess to transition to the NFL, uh, I stumbled upon uh, I think Bleacher Report put it out. It was uh it was like a wonderful gridiron Christmas or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you know it's a wonderful life, right? He wishes he had never been born. In this one, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he wishes he had never been uh, drafted. And then it goes through. If you haven't seen it, uh, Marla, you should... I don't know that you'd enjoy it. It's a a pro-packer thing, right? Yeah. It makes makes fun of the Bears, but it's it's absolutely hilarious. And one of the things in there is that uh, Brett Favre never left the packers <laughs> <laughs> they haven't won a game in 10 years <laughs> and jay cutler won the uh 2010 nfc championship game and then there's a commercial of jay cutler and he goes i'm jay cutler and i never quit <laughs> it's, just, it's so great uh so so search that out on the on, on the googles everybody it's yeah. it's if i think whether you're if you're a packer fan you'll absolutely love it it's great uh, yeah. but i think even if you're uh not it, it's it's pretty it's fun. entertaining you tweeted it, it makes, out right i did yeah. i did but yeah that's, that's great that's I probably watched it a hundred times this week. <laughs> Showing it to like all my relatives at our gatherings. So like, you let's watch this. It's a it's a Christmas Christmas tradition. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So let's let's. Talk about some more successful bears than Jay Cutler. How about that, Marlo? Oh uh, yeah, let you do that for a little
0: bit. Yeah, we can do that. Bears. Uh, yesterday took on the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota. By the way, yep. By the
1: way, do you like how I, I act like I'm letting you talk about the Bears? Like yeah, you, thanks. like you do when we do the corner kick. <laughs> 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 thanks. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Thanks. No. No. Sorry. All right. I Marlo, please, it. please talk about the Bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bears taking on Minnesota at Minnesota. Um, really. At the time they were weren't well they weren't playing for they were playing for number two seed, but that was contingent on the Rams losing to the 49ers at home. Um, so so for a long shot. So they ended up playing or starting all their starters, playing to win. Uh, so and, and, and on the other side, Minnesota needed this win to get in. So win and they're in. Their end. And poor Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor, Minnesota. All they had to do was beat the Bears at home, and they're in the playoffs. Yep. And l- let alone, Bears did play to win up until a little before the third quarter, or, you know, l- the beginning of the third quarter when they looked up at the scoreboard and the Rams were up by, like, 35 on the right. 49ers. And then they pulled pretty much uh, everyone, everyone in the defensive end, most of the offensive starters, I'm um, just kinda of playing along and Kurt Cousin and his boys could not pull together. Kurt's fighting on the sideline with Thielen. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was so great. I think what did they he mouth? He's like, I don't have ten seconds, man. Yeah. Um Yeah, you got Diggs throwing helmets and they just they just went down in, in a ball of flames. And I really do feel bad for Minnesota. I actually feel bad more bad because I in hindsight wish we just kind of played Minnesota next week cuz now we have to play uh the Eagles and yeah. as we documented before they, they Nick Foles might just go ahead and do it again and that'd mm-hmm. be that'd be really bad but for now hanging out in club dub got the Sunday game the Sunday the late game Sunday yep uh on NBC playoff game first the Eagles
1: yeah i'm not i don't feel too bad for Minnesota to be honest it was weird i watching this game i you know I ended up wanting, like I was ended up rooting for the Bears as this game went on. I, because it what? would eliminate Minnesota. Um, and I, I would be interested if this was a true plan game, like if it was Bears versus Minnesota, one gets yeah. in, one doesn't. Yeah, I'd be interested to see kind of who I ended up rooting for. Mm-hmm. I still think I would go for the Bears just because I just have a, such a dislike for Minnesota at this point. Yeah. But uh, obviously the Bears were in no matter what, so it was easy to root for Minnesota to be eliminated. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would be curious what would happen then. Um, But I don't know. So then, after the game, to add in hindsight, I definitely rooted for uh, the Bears more because Minnesota fans were putting out. Well, at least we're not the Packers (laughs) memes and stuff. And it's like you know what, you're going to play as many playoff games as us. Yeah. uh, When was your last Super Bowl? That's right. Uh, So the Minnesota memes kind of pushed me back, and I'm I I hate Minnesota. They're the worst. Um, But yeah, there was a point. I think I saw uh, Big Cat or somebody tweeted out. Um wouldn't wouldn't the Bears just want to sit their starters and let Minnesota win, essentially? Which they kind of yeah. did in the in the fourth quarter, but, right, but uh, Minnesota they didn't come back. Win. But you'd rather play this Minnesota team again because they looked awful in the first half. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, than play uh than play the Eagles. Um I don't I'm for that regard i'm glad the eagles are in it because i do think they have a better chance against the bears at least it'll be a better game i think if the bears played minnesota again in soldier field I th- although i don't know i would like to see kirk cousins face this defense again because <laughs> god I, I almost got 84 million dollars worth of enjoyment out of that uh, but, <laughs> but that was fun to see yeah gotcha. did you see that did you see his stat against winning quarter uh winning teams no, I the didn't. Kirk Cousins. No. He is uh, four and twenty-five against teams with a winning record. <laughs> Don't you, was? You
0: would think that that's people crazy. Would research that before they give out an eighty-four million guaranteed I, contract? You would think, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, the, and if you think about it, it makes sense because when he had, what he had a couple. Did he make the playoffs twice? As uh, with the Redskins, once or twice. He had you know a couple around five hundred years, but it's just him. The Redskins beating teams they should beat, and uh, they've never beat. Or they almost never beat teams above 500. That's that seems crazy. That is crazy. And he's the hold on. I have it here. He is the uh, third highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year.
0: Good, good lord. Well, you got that to look forward to, Minnesota. Just got to give him 10 seconds. So if he had 10 yeah, seconds, he had he'd be 10
1: different. seconds. He could
0: get at the Thielen. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Bears end up with a 12 and 4 record. Never in my <sighs> wildest dreams. at The beginning of the season yeah. that I think it'd be 12 and 4. I uh, thought would be better, but this this is kind of crazy. But <laughs> it all it always it always you know it doesn't matter now because now it's just win or go home. Um, yeah. but that's a that's a good place to be. So uh, I'm excited to have, to have meaningful football that means something to me in January. Happy New Year to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, a great year for the Bears. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Uh, Mitch looked really good yesterday. I mean, he made some throws uh that i didn't think he he could make although i mean they were winning i don't know but anyway i don't want to <laughs> give him Gotta too much i don't want to give him too much credit yeah, but he had so he had some big third round uh he conversions did. too uh, on some throws that i like i said i didn't think he could make or reads i don't think he could make but
0: he had a kevin uh, white signing too he, signed, oh, he caught a ball
1: yeah well he caught a ball he didn't have his helmet strapped and then the guys missed like all but two games of his nfl career and you're like, "No, nah, I'll risk it. I don't need to strap my helmet on. Who cares yeah. if my helmet goes flying off when I get tackled? What <laughs> the heck?" Uh, anyway, the Bears. All right. So All now that we've bear had bear fun time, t- yeah, enough Bears <laughs> talk. All right, let's talk about briefly about the Packers. I just want to throw. So I watched this with the family. Uh, we had uh, my ex- my uh, extended family uh, Christmas get together and uh, I guess highlighted by this game, and the whole atmosphere was just, we we're just laughing at the failures of the Packers during this game. It was just, of course this is happening uh, now, um, which was a weird, a weird way to watch the game where the atmosphere to be in uh, just some stats for you, Marlo. Uh The Packers hadn't been shut out by the Lions since 1973 and hadn't been shut up by home uh, at home, excuse me, against the Lions since 1970. So, 48 years ago, first time in 48 years that the Packers have been shut out by the Lions at home. Uh, The Lions have now won four in a row against the Packers. So the Packers have accounted for four of the 15 wins the Lions have had the past two seasons. And this was, and according to Dan Needles, local reporter, uh, this is the worst December loss in Packers history. Although to be fair, from 1919 to 1950, they didn't play a December game at home. So if you exclude that, what, 31 years, still the worst home loss in Packers history. Rodgers went out on like the – he got hurt on the second play. He remained in for a little bit longer but then went to the locker room uh, on a hit to the head. And watching the Bears – so I've watched Rodgers take a lot of hits this year and seen the Packers get called for a lot of roughing the passers. And a lot of other roughing the passers, there was, what, three in the Bears – Minnesota game, yeah, where the quarterback got like bumped into and yeah, fell yeah, down. Yeah, there were some
0: questionable ones, yeah, for sure.
1: And so I watched this all year, and Rodgers, in this game, he's going down, and a guy takes off his helmet as he's getting tackled, and they don't call. I just, I don't get it. I it it frustrates the bejesus out of me. Not that that would have changed the season, it would have prevented a concu- it wouldn't have prevented a concussion, but at least there would have been some ramifications of it. Not only that, the Packers essentially lost to get one and a half games because of bs roughing the passer call so this whole season that's kind of been the back of my uh, back of my head and it's been super frustrating and then it ends with rogers getting hurt and no flag being called thrown on the play and i get you could say like well he was going down i understand there's an argument not to call it but with some of the other ones i've seen throughout the year and to see so many so few called on rogers it drives me nuts um all right That's enough Packers talk, Uh, but I just want to point out, Marlo, that none of the six highest paid quarterbacks, we talked about Kirk Cousins being third, but none of the six highest paid quarterbacks in the league have made the playoffs in 2018, and of the six, they combined for a total of 31 wins. So average of five. That's Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid. Then Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. Granted, he was hurt yeah. uh, majority of the year. Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr to run all your top six highest paid quarterbacks. So I yeah. assume the seventh highest paid quarterback made it because otherwise they would have said. Yeah, that's what it kept going. <laughs> <The seven.
0: laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. That's Casey uh, Cole and his, uh, his
1: Darren Ravel out. That's right. I Yeah. Somebody <laughs> tweeted. I, did, I went to write down who tweeted it. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I didn't give credit to that guy to all our our listeners. I'm sure uh, <laughs> they'll be mad at me. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, backer season is over, and uh, a couple coaches lost their jobs. Obviously, we knew that uh, Hugh Jackson and Mike McCarthy had Black, already been fired. Black Monday. As they Black call Monday.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. Lots of pe- lots of coaches losing their jobs. Um, I'll just run through Marlo and see if any stick out to you. Uh, Vance Joseph of the Broncos. Adam Gase of the Dolphins. Todd Bowles. Of uh, the Jets, Marvin Lewis Finally after 16 seasons uh, With the Bengals Is fired on his way out He has endorsed Hugh Jackson to take his spot uh, Still <laughs> Dirk Cutter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers And Steve Wilkes of the Cardinals In his first year Is uh, is fired Anybody stick out to you In that or anything you'd like to, to comment
0: <laughs> on uh, Yeah I guess Adam Gase Surprising He was a, he was a rising uh, offensive star Got Jay Cutler to play okay in yep. in Chicago, and that was his claim to fame. And just couldn't get things right. I mean, to his to his uh, to his credit, they never had a quarterback to yeah. get things right. There, he, they were always hurt, or he was always playing with a backup, yeah. or bringing Jay off. Or the, the north,
1: yeah. Or the starter was Tannehill. I mean,
0: yeah, exactly. And and your starter was Tannehill, so you're kind of handcuffed there. Um, so that's kind of the, but. Steve Wilkes losing his job in the first year with a, you know, again, we're going to go back to crap at quarterback. That seems tough. Um, Yeah, that seems hard. Marvin Lewis, though, been at the helm for 16 years, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy in this day and age to be be there for that long without a playoff win uh, Mm -hmm. for this finally to happen. (laughs) And to have your boy and to be like, you know who should take my job? Hugh. Yeah, he was a good guy. He should get in there. Um, it's it just kind of that's nuts. But that brings it. What did it bring the total to One, two, 11 11 openings so far? I think so. 11 openings already. Uh, could be more to come. It should be interesting to see how these fill out when they fill out. Uh, what's yeah. going to be the flavor? You know, is are we going to go after the young, the young millennial offensive coordinator? Are they going to swing mm-hmm. back to defense? Where's the NFL right now? Who's going to copy who?
1: Yeah, yeah that will be interesting. Um, I think you touched on the ones I, I thought were uh, interesting. I think Steve Books getting fired in his first year on a team that was supposed to be bad. They proved to be bad. I don't I don't understand that. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised Vance Joseph was out, although he had some pretty uh, obvious coaching blunders, uh, some time management things uh, there in Denver. I just don't know what the expectations are in Denver. They didn't seem like a team that should be making the playoffs. Um, they got case Keenum. Yeah. So I'm I'm not really really sure there. Uh Steve Wilkes being uh fired in his first year there. He joins the prestigious one and done club. <laughs> so uh, Steve Wilkes this year, uh Chip Kelly, 49ers in 2016. Yep. Uh Tom Sula from the 49ers 2015, which is amazing that they had back to back one and duns. I remember Tom <laughs> Sula being fired and or being hired and being like, are you kidding me? Uh, Mike Malarkey from the Jags in 2012. Hugh Jackson from the Raiders 2011. Which, let's pause here. <laughs> pause. Hugh Jackson, one and done with the Raiders, finds, stumbles his way into the Browns position. Was there for however long, won however few games. Gets fired. The team does well. The team has a winning record without him. How can he even be considered for a head coaching position? No. I don't understand it. Makes no sense.
0: He he failed upward to as far as you could fail upward possible. Right. There's yeah. no way he can go up from here. It's just he he did it. I mean, congratulations. You, you, you know, yeah. you faked it till you made it, and there's no way you can go past what you did.
1: I mean, I could see if you if you went somewhere and was a successful offensive coordinator, right? Because that's a, his his claim to fame, right? He's a quarterback guy. Yeah. Um. If he went somewhere and proved to be a capable offensive coordinator for a while, then I could see another shot. But to give him another shot after what happened with the Browns, after that hard knocks performance, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't want to go on the list. Uh the back. Jim Morris, Seahawks 2009, Cam Cameron, Dolphins 2007, Archell. That's another great one, but the Raiders 2006. Uh, good stuff. One and done. Steve Wilkes, welcome to the club. Yep. Um, so I guess if i can talk a little bit more about the packers even though i don't really want to uh they're bringing in some let's see what was it uh pat fitzgerald they said rumor they're bringing in i think there's rumors of them bringing in hugh jackson which again as i just talked about my god um adam gase it seems like he's the front runner for the job uh i guess there's some pretty strong um connections between uh packers front office and adam gase uh or at least i think finally of them um but it seems like he's going to be pretty high in demand, and then uh, Josh McDaniel seems to be the other front runner there. Um, sounds like Mike McCarthy's going to the Browns. I wish him luck. Uh, it's it's weird. Like keep, people keep like tw- commenting like it at Packers fans like. Mike McCarthy's already getting another job, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we know. Like He's been a pretty good NFL coach for a while. And yeah, like he the a
0: Super Bowl. Like,
1: the Browns would love that, but he right. just didn't fit in. It didn't work in Green Bay anymore, and right. uh, I think it's not like we're, we hate the guy. I don't get it, um, why people keep like trying to poke, uh, at least I feel that way, uh, us about it. But It was just time. Um, it was just time. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, they're all Packers. Also bringing in Todd Boyle Boyles for an interview, which, <laughs> oh my God, uh, and the people they've already interviewed, just makes me nervous. Makes me nervous for who they'll hire. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Adam Gase because I'd like to see him with a real quarterback, as we kind of talked about him yeah, not having. Is
0: he's, he's probably the best of who you just named? I yeah. think he'd probably be the best fit. To be honest with you
1: yeah I think McDaniels has his most upside, yeah. he's the riskiest pick, right? because right. he could come in and and really have a creative offense, but like, after seeing what happened with the Colts, you know, as he was their coach and then he wasn't his time in Denver, yeah. um it's risky, but I think that has the most upside uh, if we're just talking about kind of that coordinator positions. and we were talking over uh, my family was talking and maybe this is something to chew on or maybe our fellow fans can help us out with this uh because they were talking about we were talking about Pat Fitzgerald coming uh interviewing yeah. with the Packers yeah. and uh my mom said does that happen often that college coaches <laughs> become professional coaches and I'm like well yeah it happens sometimes and I tried to think of the most successful recent one and I couldn't successful recent one. I mean so you think of like Pete Carroll yeah. right but he was in the NFL before he went to USC Yep. Um other recent people I can think of be like Chip Kelly came up he did poorly Nick Saban came up he did poorly um, Chip I Kelly could, well Chip Kelly did poorly over he his
0: first was his first or his second season in Philly No he was only he was
1: with Oh Philly. in Philly He went oh, to Philly yeah, first yeah, yeah. I forgot it actually it worked for yeah. a little bit in Philly
0: and then it, it just went it, yeah. horribly wrong after that Yeah, yeah.
1: uh so I uh, anyway I couldn't I couldn't think of anybody who kind of came up and and was successful from, from the college rank. So if, uh, our, I know I'm just bringing this on, you now, Marlo, yeah. but if our uh, fellow fans could help us out and correct me if I'm wrong, but I couldn't think of anybody. And that made me a little nervous about Yeah, even wanting, you know, like, uh, some of the, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley or somebody like that, yeah. uh, intervening for the position. Cause you know, he's been at least rumored to be connected to the job. So,
0: yeah, well, uh, it's, w- they always, they always look, they always go down there and, and I've, You know, heard people talking. It's happening a lot more now that the way the quarterback position has changed. It used to be a difference between being a pro quarterback and a college quarterback, and that's starting to change, starting to shift to being, Uh, you know, we're going to open those uh, zone reads. It's not always, you know, you're going to be taking a lot from the shotgun, all that good stuff. Um, So it's starting to bleed over to the NFL, and they need guys that can, you know, kind of facilitate that and and move
1: it forward. Right. Right, right, right. So... Anyway, maybe I'll I'll look into that a little bit more. I just I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. All right, all right. Anything else in the in the 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 NFL? Right. We have got playoffs, Marlo. Um playoffs. Which matchup? We, just
0: go which matchup? Quick, are you looking forward to watching in the wild card round?
1: In the wild card round, what are my matchup options? Uh, Bears, matchup option. Bears, okay, Eagles.
0: So we'll do AFC in a suit. AFC, you got uh, Texas Colts. You got Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> Baltimore, and the Chargers. Uh yeah. So the AFC is Texas Colts and Baltimore Chargers.
1: I want to see the I I'm excited to see the Chargers play. I think they're good. Mm. Um and I don't know how good Baltimore is, but that might be a tough matchup. Yeah. Um so and you know, if Melvin Gordon's playing, I always like watching and rooting for him to do well. Um so I'm looking forward to that. And then in the NFC it's Bears and and Cowboys Eagles. Eagles. I like both those. Both those should be interesting matchups. Yeah, um, I could see any of those four teams winning their game.
0: Yeah, you think those are, those are kind of the ones that are up for grabs?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, I could see the Colts and Texans winning. So. Uh, yeah these are pretty like i don't feel like there is a bad game i think i'm not very interested in watching the texans colts per se i mean i'm going to watch it but like, <laughs> it's a, i'm not excited i'm not excited for it. i'm excited to see uh like i said in the afc side i want to see if the chargers are as good as i think they are yep. um and in the nfc i'm excited to see uh bears eagles just to see if the bears can do it in the playoffs and you know that's the one i have the most rooting interest in right because i'm going to be rooting against the bears (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm excited to see uh what that will be it's at home though so uh you're probably what'd you say four four and a half point favorites do you think it's that high yeah i was i think i think it's i
0: think it's a four point favorites
1: um i guess
0: stats department stats department yeah
1: and let's go to our stats card oh, oh six good. six oh, wow points. six uh, okay. wow well that's pretty high i've well my, my google machine had uh no line because i think they're worried about the health of nick foals mm. oh, okay um, gotcha let me yeah six, six points. points that's six points seems a little high yeah it's high uh, Yeah, All right, home. maybe, and I don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe you take the, you know, two and a half three point favorites, add the three points for being home. Yeah. All right. All well, right. It should be an exciting weekend. Um, yeah, for sure.
0: It's it's a good. It's it it begins a good time of the season. Uh, you know, as a football fan, you got NFL on Saturday and Sunday, which is always good.
1: Yeah. You got. Uh, are you picking the? If you had to pick a Super Bowl now, you'd go with Ooh. the favorites, Saints. Chiefs? No, dude. New
0: England's New England's making the play. New England's making it again. It's just gonna happen. Like, why? Why pick against it? Uh, (laughs) On the NFC, I think the NFC is more for grabs, and I don't know. I mean, you have to go through the Saints, but I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't don't know. I can't do it because I have a a dog in the race and I can't treat against them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going, but I'm going with the Patriots on the AFC side.
1: Okay. Oh, I forgot that the Chargers are at Baltimore because Baltimore won their division. The Chargers yep. are a wild card. That changes. The I was going to say the Chargers because I like the Chargers. I think they're good. Uh, that gives me pause. And I want to go outside. I wanted to go a the outside the box. I didn't want to pick the Patriots. I think the Chiefs' defense is is can give a, a game away. Um, I'm Not going to pick the Bears in the NFC side. <laughs> Uh, and I'll just go with the Saints I'll just go with the Saints even though they haven't looked very impressive recently I think that uh, the Rams um, with uh, Jared Goff won't he'll mess it up enough to prevent him from getting in there so I'll go away nice. what did I just say now I want the, I guess I'm rooting for Charger Saints that'd be fun okay Charger Saints
0: alright is that it for NFL
1: I'm, that's gonna go wrong and I'm gonna look stupid that's fine <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. All right. Uh, right. That's it for the NFL.
0: Awesome, man. All right. We're going to end the year or begin the year, wherever you are on this side, with America's favorite
1: (laughs) segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right. A great week for Liverpool, Marlo. Uh, and I'd have to say, uh, being off and having a chance to watch these games uh, from the comfort of my own home uh, was quite an experience. Liverpool is playing great soccer right now. Uh, early in the week, they hosted Newcastle winning 4-0. to zero, And then later in the week, they hosted Arsenal, who is, uh, I, I'd say, the fifth best team, maybe fourth best team in the league. And they won 5-1. to one. Uh, Arsenal scored early, and I had a moment of, oh boy, here we go. Uh, but Arsenal responded with two goals uh, within 90 seconds, like a minute or two after Arsenal scored. So they came back and responded really well and just dominated the game, obviously winning 5-1. to one, But it was a joy to watch. Um, the way that they're playing, the way that the, the players are linking together is just something else. Uh, it's been really fun. But Marla, this week we have, uh, have the big one uh, right now. Liverpool is in first place. We're 20, 38th of the way through the season um, with 28, no, 18, excuse me, more games to play, uh, 20 games in. And Liverpool are seven points clear at the top of the table of second place City. Uh, they play City on Thursday at two o'clock. That'll be on, uh, I think it's NBC Sports or something like that. Uh, it is could be a, a title deciding game. If Liverpool are able to win uh, this one, they put another three points between them and City. Um, that would be a huge result, and it would go a very long way to Liverpool winning the league this year. So I will be dialed into that one uh, on Thursday afternoon. Um, and in non-Liverpool news, I guess, in uh, disappointing to a Liverpool fan, Krizen uh, uh if you may, he is the probably the brightest star in the U.S. Uh, men's national team scene. Um, he's he plays for Dortmund currently, and it's rumored that he is trans is going to transfer to Chelsea over the summer uh, for 50 million. Uh, I didn't look at the currency. 50 million of some currency. <laughs> I don't know if it's pounds or euros. Um, which is it's disappointing for a Liverpool fan because he was linked with going to Liverpool, and it would have been really cool to see him there. Um, but really great for uh, I guess Christian Pulisic personally or U.S. soccer, I guess, more generally, that their top player is now going to be transferring to one of the top clubs in the world. Um, so that's pretty exciting uh, and wanted to share that. That's it for the Corner Kick, Marlo.
0: All right. All right, Casey. Uh, in in the year going into 2019, uh, we've been doing this podcast for a minute. This is episode 44, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. But do we want to put out some uh, some bold predictions for 2019? All right.
1: Yeah, sure. I got uh, I guess five. Five. All right. Five for I guess I I looked at each of the teams I talk about. Yep. Oh, I didn't put Liverpool in there. All right. I'll put. I have six. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can go through each of those one by one. How do you want to do it?
0: Yeah, give me uh well, okay, we'll go ahead. Give me your uh give me your, your Badger football then.
1: For Badger football uh Badger football uh returns to their status, wins the Big 10 West, but once again loses to Ohio State in the championship game.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I got yeah, football wins the West was undefeated in the West. Wins the Big 10 title game. Oh, man. Does not go to the playoffs. Does, does not go to the playoffs. Yep. All right, you want to go with uh, basketball next?
1: Basketball, uh, Badgers make it to the Sweet 16. Hap finishes second in Player of the Year uh, to Z- to Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> got
0: it. I got Badgers making a run to the Elite Eight. Mm. Uh, obviously, and then uh, yeah, losing, losing in losing in the Elite Eight. Hap goes down as greatest Badger college
1: player ever. Yeah, probably losing to Duke in the Elite Eight. Probably something like that. <laughs> that would be that would be something. <laughs> um, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks make it to the NBA Finals, lose to the Warriors ah. in six. In six. Okay, we got the Warriors there. All right.
0: Bulls find their way to the number one pick mm. and probably take Zion Williams.
1: That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be good for Bulls fans. I'd like to see because otherwise he'll go to like what some somebody i don't watch or follow
0: and yeah yeah never see him the knicks or something i don't know this is up there but all right um who else we got the brewers
1: brewers all right this is me being a little negative everyone else has been pretty positive i think i got sprinkled in a little bit of negative in him but yep. brewers missed the playoffs i think i'm just trying to hedge my expectations <laughs> but but i uh, last year was such a magical year uh there were some health hiccups, but uh, things went so well for the Brewers to uh, get to where they did. It was amazing. Uh, Baseball is such a long, weird season. I don't expect everything to go right again next year. And they missed the playoffs in a more competitive uh, NL Central. Okay. I think the Cardinals take their place. All right. Cubs White- to win the division.
0: White Sox, finally, they'll sign a big money free agent. Don't know. I can't put a name to it yet, but it will make waves and they still won't go to the playoffs.
1: Does it rhyme with Price Carper? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, I'll say it. Bryce Harper comes with the White Sox.
1: That'd be great. That'd right, be, that'd be that
0: so fun. fun. All right. Um,.
1: That'd be such a weird move for him. I mean, he's not going to go to the Yankees. It doesn't seem like they want to sign him. I don't know where else he goes.
0: Yeah, no. He's going go. he to go to Chicago City. He goes to LA. Bryant, and they don't in have the to LA. be on the same team competing, but they could be in the same city hanging out.
1: Okay. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yours are more fun. I guess mine are like winning. <laughs> All right. Uh, Packers. Uh, Packers had him hire Adam Gase return to the playoffs.
0: Oh, hire Adam Gase survey. That's good. Uh, Bears make a run in 2019. Regular season NFC champs again in
1: 2019. Uh, Yeah, I'll stop there. All right. Uh, Liverpool win the league and lose to Bayern Munich in the next round of the Champions League. (laughs) Again, hedging. A little positive, a little negative. Okay. All right. God, if they can just beat City on Thursday. Oh, man, that'd be so great. Yeah. You got any takes on the Premier League
0: model? Uh, No. (laughs) No. I was going to try and make some up, but I can't. Yeah. Um, also, okay, and then uh, I got the 132 uh, Breeze podcast. Makes it onto the iTunes top charts.
1: <laughs> how long does... How long a list is the <laughs> <YouTube> top charts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's what I got. Bold predictions for 2019. You got any more? I got,
1: uh, yeah, the Breeze 132 uh, podcast... Continue just continues on despite, uh, I don't know. I was gonna say, despite something funny, but I don't have anything, it's not, <laughs> I don't know. It, 2018, you know, we, it was a fun year, uh, I think, for the podcast. I don't think it was the best year as far as like that. I was gonna say, the teams we root for, uh, the teams I root for, because, yeah, you know, 20, um,
0: 2019, the one thing I guess
1: podcast hex is off. <laughs> Oh, well, the Bears did well, and Bucks are doing well, but neither has really won anything yet. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see. We okay. shall see.
1: On to twenty nineteen. <sighs> yeah,
0: on to twenty nineteen. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all uh, iTunes wherever you get to your podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. We'll uh, give you a shout out on the podcast. Casey, do you have any last
1: words? Uh, As always, everyone, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.